1: Beatles, Yesterday and Today, 1972, Part 3. In this episode, we will cover February 19th through April 17th. With the controversy growing over the song Give Ireland Back to the Irish, Paul's London office assistant Shelley Turner announces to the musical press that EMI are 100% behind the release of this song as a single. Meanwhile, halfway through the Wings University tour, Paul and the band turn up at Leeds Town Hall on February 16th and then on to Sheffield on February 17th. While Wings are preparing for a concert in Sheffield, The High Courts of London dismiss an application by Northern Songs to put in a counterclaim in the proceedings originally started by Paul back in December of 1970. Paul wants a ruling that any songs he composes in collaboration with anyone other than John is not bound by the 1965 agreement, giving copyright benefits to Northern Songs, as under the terms of the original agreement. Meanwhile, in America, at an annual meeting of stockholders in New York, Alan Klein announces that the other three Beatles are to make an offer to Paul for his 25% interest in Apple within the next weeks. It is reported that the order will be made because of the recent improvement in the relationship between John and Paul. It
2: seems to me quite good.
1: On February 18th, Wings fly into Manchester and play Manchester University.
2: Last night, uh, it
1: was just crazy. From Manchester, the Wings University Tour rolls on to Birmingham on February 21st and they play at the Birmingham University. On Tuesday, February 22nd at 5 pm, Paul McCartney rings Swansea University to ask them if Wings can play there. Within 75 minutes, a queue of 800 students has built up outside the university hall to watch the performance. The Wings University Tour concluded on February 23rd at Oxford University. tour, it is revealed that some universities were unable to accommodate Paul's concert offer as either exams were being held or the halls at the venues simply aren't big enough to cater for the audiences Paul and his band would attract. Here's Wing's drummer, Denny Silo.
3: By the end of that, that, we only did 10 or 12 dates, I think that first university tour. We'd already melded together as a band and... uh, we went on to uh, start the next project, the next album.
4: Paul McCartney. One
2: of the things, like there were silly little things, like with the Beatles, you used to get paid massively, but it, you never saw it. You never saw any money because it always went in a company and sometimes you were allowed to draw on the company. So to me, one of the buzzes of that first tour was actually getting a bag of uh, coins, which we then would, I mean, it wasn't kind of just a materialistic thing it was like really here we are being actually physically paid and it was like going back to square one it was really like going back i think the only way i figured i could do it was by taking it back to where the beatles started just in the halls and we charged 50p to get in you know which like we obviously could have charged a lot more and we'd give the students union a bit for having us and it was just all very down home and we'd play poker with the money afterwards and i'd i'd actually pay the band physically you know 50p for you, 50p for and it brought back the kind of thrill of, like, actually working for a living.
5: On February 25th, Apple releases a new wing single called Give Ireland Back to the Irish.
3: Paul takes a political stand with his next single, an unusual act for him, which he chalks up to the influence of John Lennon.
2: I've never been political at all. I sp- I'll tell you, I probably was John influencing me. He was doing a lot of political stuff, you know, and I kind of felt you know, all this political stuff going on, and I'm not being at all political. What what is all this, you know, I'm just kind of sitting there. Uh, But I thought, well, I'm not the political type, so, you know, it's
5: not me. Paul, who was to say the least apolitical most of the time in public, surprised many with this strongly worded message.
2: So in my case, I was never going to do it until, in Ireland, the uh, bloody Sunday arrived and the British paratroopers started shooting innocent people. And uh, it was a big change in policy. So I just had to write a song about
3: that. You know, it's the only time I really had to. You know, That's the way he says them. Give Ireland back to the Irish.
1: Wings drummer, Denny Sywell.
3: Get the guys together. Went up to the house in St. John's Wood. Throw the drum kit in there. Plug a couple of guitars in. Knock it out.
5: Obviously, the song was banned on the BBC.
2: Got banned everywhere. You know, the British government wouldn't allow the song. It
5: wasn't a serious thing, anyway. And got little worldwide airplay.
2: It was number one in Ireland, strangely enough.
5: And of all places... It was number one in Spain.
3: Cartney's composition, in America, give Ireland back to the Irish, barely missed making the Billboard Top 20. Meanwhile, on Sunday, February
1: 27th, and Monday, February 28th, in Hungary, Ringo and Maureen attend Elizabeth Taylor's two-day 40th birthday party. It was held at the Intercontinental Hotel in Budapest. Fellow celebrities in attendance include comedian Frankie Howard and former actress Grace Kelly, now Princess Grace of Monaco. While Ringo and Maureen are in Hungary on February 28th, John and Yoko are in New York at their Greenwich Village apartment being filmed by London Weekend Television. The film crew is shooting a feature episode called Aquarius. This is a Tony Palmer directed documentary special on the pursuit of happiness in modern day America. John is seen sitting cross-legged on the bed singing and playing a steel guitar alongside Yoko.
6: Do we start? Yeah, okay. So John... Uh, in your
1: They yeah. also speak about going on tour in various cities around the world with part of the proceeds to post bail for prisoners who could not afford it.
6: We're going to go on the road, but all the shows we'll do are free, or all the money will go to prisoners or to poor people. For instance, we'd go to, say, um, Chicago, say, and then in the Chicago prison, say half or a quarter of the money earned that night would immediately go to release the first 500 people alphabetically, that couldn't get bail to get out of prison. So wherever we go, the show will arrive and we'll release people in each town.
1: Also on February 28th in London, Paul and Linda, along with their family and members of Wings, depart for Los Angeles to begin work on their next album project. February 28th, George and Patty Harrison left their fire park estate in Henley in their white 300 SEL Mercedes. They were driving to attend a party given by 50s rock and roll star and TV actor Ricky Nelson.
7: And I Mary I'm so in love with you. At around
1: midnight, As they approached a recently opened roundabout on the M4, George collided with a lamppost on the center barrier. There was an electrical blackout in the area which may have contributed to the collision. The impact propelled Patty to hit the windshield with her head knocking her unconscious. The sudden jolt knocked her down, chest first into the gear shifter, in the center column. With the driver's side door smashed shut, George, suffering with a bleeding head wound from the impact, had to climb out over Patty to evacuate out of the passenger side door to signal for help. They both were taken to Maidenhead Hospital in Berkshire. Patty suffered a concussion and broken ribs and was transferred to the Nuffield nursing home for two weeks of treatment and observation. George received stitches in the scalp and was released. On February 29th, John and Yoko's original U.S. visa expires. The United States government denies the Lennons a residency visa due to their 1968 U.K. drug conviction although they are granted a 15-day extension. To keep himself from dwelling on his deportation, John, on March 1st, at the record plant in New York, records additional songs for his next album, still titled Sometime in New York City. also finds time to produce an album for the band that has been backing him for the past several months, the New York-based bar band called Elephant's Memory. The plan was to rehearse with them his material and theirs, and then go out on the road in the spring.
8: Elephants and Yoko and I having a trial marriage. Uh, I, I, could, I don't want
6: to Make them become an invisible band, you know. I think they should retain their own identity, still make their own albums and do their own gigs. I think we could have a relation with that. Like, I think I call it like Dylan had with the band. I don't actually know what the the human relationship was, but the way it appeared, they, the band kept their own identity and so did Dylan, but they worked together and, and neither lost anything, but they gained a lot. I, hope we, strong can, band I have. hope we can work that with them. You know, they're a really good band.
1: On March 3rd, legal custody of Yoko's daughter, Kyoko, is again granted to Yoko, but the girl's father, Anthony Cox, has again fled with the child. Even her mother wrote from Japan sending a
6: present for the child. You know, the the sort of press coverage was, well, they won the case. But we have two pieces of paper, one from the Virgin Islands, one from Texas, both saying we can have the child. But but we don't know where she is. We have no idea. We only know she's in America, and that could be anywhere. And no way of finding her.
9: And also, I have... uh... Um, being informed uh, through a mutual friends that uh, they're thinking of hiding until we get kicked out and then they can stay here and there's no problem for them. All he
6: has to do is wait till we're kicked out and then they can
1: relax. On March 6th, just five days after being granted a visa extension, the American Immigration and Naturalization Services canceled John and Yoko's extensions. The U.S. government refuses to grant him permission to stay and his battle to live in the States commences. Even though the Lenins are currently in America legally, this cancellation means that they are now, by a technicality in the States, considered overstays.
6: John, why are you being deported? Well, uh, the sort of official reason is something about uh, we overstayed, both of us, so that's reason enough to throw us out. The other official reason is uh, that I was forced in England for pot, And uh, the real reason is because uh, I'm a peacenik.
1: On March 7th and the next several days, to ease their minds from the events unfolding in their lives, John and Yoko continue to produce and record at the record plant in New York songs and jams for their upcoming LP.
6: Although I cried and yeah. I My
1: March the 13th, the BBC's ban on the Beatles' 1967 track, A Day in Life, is finally lifted. On Tuesday, March 14th, in America...
4: Live from New York and the Felt Forum at Madison Square Garden, the 14th Annual Grammy Award Show!
1: The Beatles are honored receiving a NARA's Trustee Award for their outstanding talent, originality, and music creativity that have done so much to express the mood and the tempo of our times to bridge the cultural gap between several generations. John Lennon is scheduled to appear, but does not show.
4: Tonight, the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences presents its annual Grammy Awards for artistry and excellence in the field of recorded entertainment in the past year. Starring your host, Andy Williams, with Alphabetically, Herb Alpert, Leonard Bernstein, Carpenter, Bobby Darren, Bill Evans Trio, The Fifth Dimension, Roberta Flack, Aretha Franklin, Richard Harris, Lawrence Henderson, B.B. King, Chris Christopherson, John Lennon, Loretta Lynn, Henry Mancini, Johnny Mann, Anthony Newley, Rita Payne. Jerry Reed, Smokey Robinson, Ed Sullivan, Temptation, Pre-Dog Knight, Conway Twitty, Tammy Winnett, and a special preview of the Bangladesh concert with George Harrison.
1: On March 16th in New York, John and Yoko persuade the U.S. immigration authorities to let them stay for another four weeks. The couple are called to explain why they should not leave the country. The immigration office um, advises that.
9: It's not enough reason that that looking for my daughter is not enough reason for us to stay here.
1: They are granted a further temporary extension to their stay in America and told to reappear in court on April the 18th.
6: Do you want to make the United States your home? Yeah, I'd love to. Is there anything I'd about any of these proceedings that's given you any encouragement uh, in your effort yeah. to stay here? Well, I think uh, both. There, the, the judge, if that's what his right title is, and, and the prosecution would be most fair to us and reasonable, and have not, you know, they could have been harder on us, maybe. I don't know. I think they have been very fair with us.
1: Aside from the issues now facing the Lennons, back in England at John's Tittenhurst estate that he left in the care of his friend Ringo Starr...
7: Electric wind... Footsteps stamping through the citadel of your soul. Rock and roll children, born to dance to the beat of your heart and die to the rhythm of the universe. The city
9: shaking. Ooh, I want to get you a day I want to call
7: you, I want to call you Ooh, yeah, ooh, you're a Don't
9: hate me, baby, it's strange. don't hate me, baby Ooh, you're a don't aim, aim the baby's face Don't fall back on the end Through your strength Don't aim the baby's face Oh, I just think
1: On March 17th, after getting permission from John and Yoko, Ringo Starr agrees to direct a concert film featuring Mark Bolin and his band T-Rex at John's Tittenhurst estate. The film is to be called Born to Boogie.
5: On March 17th, Ringo releases a new single on Apple called Back Off Boogaloo. Supposedly, it was about Paul, because Boogaloo was a nickname of his. What say you, friend?
8: Back Off Boogaloo. This one came about in a dream. It came about because Mark Boland was a good friend of mine from T-Rex. Yeah. God bless him. And uh, he came for dinner one night, and Mark was just an energized guy. You know, follow me. Anyway, came for dinner, we're hanging out, sitting around, and he used to speak, like, oh, back off, boogaloo. Ooh, you boogaloo. It was all like, back off, boogaloo. (laughs) You want some potatoes? Ooh, boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) And so, you know, he left, and I went to bed that night, and, you know, you get into that, like, weird... Zone where you're not quite asleep and you're not really awake and this thing started coming in from like the back of my. I was saying oh back on, boogaloo, back on, boogaloo, back on. <laughs> This is without drugs <laughs> And uh, so I thought, I've got to get up. I've got to get up and put this uh, this bit down, you know I really loved it, but the problem was That I ran downstairs to put it on a tape recorder and uh, every damn tape we got it was broken you know the ones with batteries i had no batteries the real ones you know it just was a mess but the worst thing that was happening as i was trying to keep that melody and I went, back, oh, something was really going weird because it was turning into all the shopping i said no no not mac the knife no so i was like oh back
5: oh, boo, boo, boo,
8: boo. where's the tape So anyway, I stole batteries from the kids' toys, and in the end, I got it down.
5: (laughs) The first solo singles by Ringo did very well for him, without ever really establishing him as a major recording artist. Produced again by George Harrison, it featured George on guitar, Gary Wright on keyboards, Klaus Vorman on bass, Ringo on drums, and Madeline Bell, Leslie Duncan, and Gene Gilbert on backing vocals.
4: Peter Asher. I don't think he's a very good singer, but but I do think he's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant drummer, I mean, uh, who who is still underrated. I mean, people really don't realise that he started a whole style of ultra-simple but extremely firm drumming, you know, only playing what was necessary and playing it exactly to the point and precisely, and it's a style that, that is very widely copied now, and it really is, he really invented it, And uh, he's a brilliant
1: drummer. On March 20th, still at Ascot, Ringo films a unique promotional film for his song Back Off Boogaloo. Ringo is seen wandering around the grounds of John's Tittenhurst estate searching for a Frankenstein monster. The Frankenstein monster image is used for the single's picture sleeve. The image ties into the Apple campaign to promote it by saying, Another monster from Apple. The next day, at John Lennon's Ascot Sound Studios at Tittenhurst, Mark Bolin and T Rex join Ringo on drums and Elton John on piano for inclusion in the movie Born to Boogie.
9: She you knows just what to do. you know that love me, indeed. Boy, don't know what to do, 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 do,
1: Meanwhile, on the same day, March 20th, Paul and his new band Wings begin recording their new album project, Wings guitarist Danny Lane. Well, it's going to be the time to go in the studio because you're now
6: tight. You've now been working, you're physically, you know, your voice is in, you're
5: strong. (laughs)
1: list the help of producer Glenn Johns to assist. Glenn, as you recall, attempted to produce the Get Back Album project.
6: And I think what we did there is we went in with Glenn Johns because he was well known as a producer. You know, I mean, then you're bringing somebody
1: new into the mix. So then you've got the difficulty of having to work with somebody you don't know, basically. Glenn's resume includes producing the album Who's Next by The Who, Get Your Ya Ya's Out by The Rolling Stones, The Eagles, by the Eagles, Boz Skaggs and Band, by Boz Skaggs, Brave New World, by the Steve Miller Band, among others.
7: Thank, thank you, you. <laughs> I'd like to thank you. to thank thank you well, thank you darling yes, thank you darling well thank you darling
1: Recordings take place at Olympic Sound Studios in Barnes, London, which is about 5.3 miles west-southwest of Charing Cross. Olympic Sound Studios is where the Beatles in 1967 recorded All You Need Is Love. Wings drummer Denny Sywell.
3: So Glenn worked with us for a while, and it, and it was interesting. Uh, Glenn got, I must say, he got one of the best drum sounds on me that I'd ever gotten, and that was over at Olympic, where, by putting a microphone here, here, and six feet in front of the bass drum, just three U87 microphones and blending it all so that the drummer got to make, it was like listening to the, to a good drummer live, it really was, it was brilliant. We did a lot of stuff that wasn't released, was Tragedy ever released over there? No. There were a lot of outtakes that were interesting and loop first Indian on the moon.
7: Whoa.
1: Back in New York on March 22nd, the Apple film The Concert for Bangladesh is premiered at the DeMille Theater. John and Yoko are seen in attendance.
9: just like a little girl.
4: Oh, it hurt me deep down into my soul. I had to walk on out the door. I was crying in my heart. I didn't know if I was going to ever see my baby no more. I saw her standing on the corner.
1: On March 23rd, the Council for Bangladesh officially opens in New York. It's April. And April means springtime in New York. The Lenins are requested to join two respected U.S. anti-drug organizations, the American Bar Association Council Against Drug Abuse and the President's Commission Against Drug Abuse.
7: Special
5: join the mm-hmm. President's Commission Against Drug Abuse and the American Bar Association uh, Council Against Drug Abuse and here mm-hmm. you're being thrown out of the country because of a, an arrest okay, for pot so. that goes back years.
9: Uh, they're asking us to become uh, artists in residence for New York City and to help awareness um, in the city of art and music and, and love and peace and love, you know. And so uh, that's the kind of uh, thing that we are Really, in you know, anyway, to really promote peace and love or not. So, uh, we're trying to do those things.
1: Back in London on April 17th, Wing's recording sessions have taken a step backwards. producer of the sessions, Glenn Johns, walked out on McCartney due to a disagreement over recordings. It is reported that Glenn was getting very uptight with the material presented to him, along with the amounts of pot used during the mindless music. Glenn Johns is quoted as saying, I think that while the Beatles existed, Paul had John Lennon keeping a beady eye on him, and he wouldn't let him get away with anything too syrupy, if you like. He'd take the piss out of him. He'd sit on him. He'd squash him. Glenn had come to see McCartney as an insecure person in some ways. Glenn says, you've only got to look at his body language. Paul clearly needed people around him like Linda, but Linda just wasn't a musician. Period. Single pigeon
7: through the railings, did she throw you out? Sunday morning fight About Saturday night A single seagull Gliding over Regent's Park Canal Do you need a pal For a minute or two You do Me too a lot like you, me too. I'm a lot like you. Did she turn you out in the cold morning rain? Yeah, me too.
3: Saturday night Wings drummer Denny Sywell Paul had some nice songs written for that album. We were doing a lot of experimentation. Uh, jazz street, there was a lot of stuff that was done.
1: sessions resulted in the band smoking a lot of pot and jamming a lot in the studio to little effect the instrumental song jazz street that you're listening to was glenn's breaking point here's glenn
2: the process got more and more lengthy and more experimental but i did have to sit through a lot of really boring stuff and i turn up every night and i'm waiting for something to happen i'm being i'm not a very patient
1: person i have to tell you. Glenn, at times, didn't even bother to run tape and record. He sat in the control room and read the newspaper. On one occasion, Denny Lane and Denny Sywell confronted Glenn. They said, we're not happy with you as a producer. You're not taking any interest in what we're doing. Then Glenn came back with, when you do something that's interesting, I'm there. But if you think because you are playing with Paul McCartney that everything you do is a gem of marvelous music, you're wrong. It isn't. It's shite. I want something good from them rather than me
2: making it sound good because it's lousy. Mm. You can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear, as they say.
1: And if you want to sit and play shite and get stoned for a few hours, that's your prerogative. But don't expect me to record everything you're doing, because frankly, it's a waste of tape and it's a waste of my energy.
2: Well, I wouldn't be much good to anybody in my job if I blew smoke up their around yeah, the whole yeah,
1: time, but I.
4: Yeah, yeah I would
1: plenty of other things to be doing. Mm-hmm. Paul then joined a discussion, the band sitting in a semicircle around the producer, who felt as though he were on trial.
4: I, I
2: have a reputation Take... for being a raving arsehole. Yes,
1: I,
4: well, I know. Well, yeah, I didn't yeah. say that.
1: <laughs> Glenn didn't appreciate it, or the psycho fanatic atmosphere around Paul. The fact is, they were all obviously thrilled to be in a band with Paul McCartney. They were all up his bottom. That's when Glenn walked out and quit.
2: It's been marvellous, but frankly, I'm not going to do this anymore. Sorry Paul. so I went home.
4: Coming up in a
1: moment... Another Beatle gets banned sometime in New York City. Woman is the nigger of the world is our
6: latest single with Sisters or oh Sisters on the Back coming out now. It is out now, but they won't play it. Hey. Woman is the nigger of the world. Yes, she is. Think about it. Uh-huh. And
1: Paul plays it safe.
3: We were trying to be a rock and roll band. And Paul said, I gotta write some more rockers. We need some more rockers for the tour. And, and, and I said, let's do Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah, okay
8: next on yesterday and today
0: For more information or to contact the show visit yesterday or email at yesterday and at gmail.com. Also, visit at Yesterday Pod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. As we mention in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever. But to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Mark's and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. You can head to our social media pages. That's Facebook.com slash YesterdayAndTodayPodcast or Facebook.com slash ThirdMen. Or you could head to Society6.com. Dot com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's Society the Number Six dot com slash K A M I N S K I Family Podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark, <laughs> Dad. Any words of wisdom? Hello, the lights just went out, <laughs> <laughs> guys. We need your help. <laughs> Buy stuff, perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows.
1: And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free
0: one. All right. Thank you, Dad. All right, we'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me.